0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast, a podcast where we discuss topics around business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. What I learned this past week is that I don't know is usually I know, but I don't want to say it. And <laughs> I think I've always known this, but this week it kind of really slapped me in the face. And from an internal perspective, saying I don't know kind of leaves that insurance of not being very definitive with your answers. Because giving a straight up no or a straight up yes is so harsh And when I say harsh, I don't mean that it's necessarily harsh to the person, but it's so harsh in the sense that it's final. There's no beating around the bush. There's no confusion. There's no room for changing your mind. Well, or so it seems, but when you just give that yes or no, it's just really hard. So lots of times I, and I'm sure most of you give that, I don't know. And on the other side, externally, when somebody is telling you they don't know, chances are that they do know, but they're not ready to commit to the risk involved in giving you that final answer. It's the whole, we'll see, I'll get back to you. I'm not sure. People are sure, but sometimes to say no is very difficult. And for me, maybe it's a, well, actually for sure, for sure it's a self-defense mechanism. If somebody is telling me they don't know about something where I think they have the mental capacity and ability to have a definitive answer, I take it as a no. And that's probably strictly self-preservation because if we're, if we're on a fence, it's easier to mentally prepare yourself for the worst and then be pleasantly surprised by a better option than it is for you to be emotionally invested in the expectation of a better option and then be heartbroken or disappointed by the negative option. Clearly, I still have things I need to work on, but (laughs) that's what I really learned this week. And I find that I'm trying to get to a place where I don't say I don't know, I, I can make a decision and stick by it and say it with my chest because <laughs> then I give the people around me who I'm giving these passive answers to the opportunity to have enough information to make a choice that would be beneficial to them. And then I also have enough confidence in myself and my decision making skills to say what I feel, feel what I say and mean it wholeheartedly. I hope you guys had some time to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were better still remains. And the concept of better still is the silver lining that I use in life when (laughs) things get tough or when I'm in a space emotionally that I don't want to be in. I just kind of hold on to the fact that better still remains because based on the track record of God and just looking back on my life, there has never really been a moment where I've been left in disarray that hasn't opened the door to better opportunities. I've, maybe I'm just extremely and extraordinary, extraordinarily blessed. And if that's the case, thank God, but I don't There aren't many losses in my life that haven't led to greater opportunities and that is enough for me to continue to have faith and continue to push forward and do what I have to do and enough for me to not really have to stay too long in those negative spaces because I know that better still remains. This week we're going to be talking about emotional regression So I don't think this is a real word, but it's something that I think about all the time. So it's one of my words. And the definition of emotional regression is finding yourself back at a negative emotional space when you've conquered that negative or emotional space in the past. And this is pretty much when you think you're over something over someone, over a situation, you've conquered it. You you've done your work, you know. You you were at a bad place and you've done your work. And all of a sudden, you find yourself right back at square one. It could also be called an emotional relapse cuz that's kind of what it is, right? Um with addiction of any kind, you do all the work and one slip up happens and you find yourself right back in the midst of that addiction. But for this, it's like an emotional place. So maybe you went through a tough breakup and you feel like you're over it. And then you see one picture or there's one memory and you find yourself flooded with every single one of the negative emotions that you thought you had overcome. And of course, this is extremely difficult for anyone because who wants to go back to those places, especially when we've tried our best and we've done our work to really get ourselves out of there. But it's also especially difficult when you, when you're the type of person who hates those feelings. And I think that is kind of everyone. But when, there are some of us who have a tendency to just brush things under the rug and avoid them. So when we trip over the mass that's in the middle of the rug, it's kind of, it's unfortunate, but it's a little expected. But then on the other hand, people who literally fight and do all the work they feel is required to, to conquer whatever it is that is negative, affecting them negatively emotionally. Um, emotionally or mentally right and to do all of that work and this work can be internal this work can be external it could be therapy it could be praying and fasting you can be working towards it in any way you feel you can and when you've put in the hours you have put in the man time you put in the money and one thing takes you back and you regress to square one it is Extremely difficult to handle. And I am coming to you as someone who has been through crazy emotional regression and has beat myself up emotionally over thinking, what the hell is wrong with you? How did you get back here? Didn't we do all this work and went through all the emotional frustration, turbulence, sadness that comes along with it? So with that being said, I just wanted to give you guys five considerations to help you deal with your emotional regression. The hope, of course, is that We don't get to that place, but realistically we do. So I thought that as someone who notices it and who has recently gone through it, I could just bring you guys some of the things that I found that helped me really get over it and get back on track. The first consideration is that emotional regression is completely normal. And I think we need to repeat this to ourselves a few times. Emotional regression is completely normal. Strong emotional triggers have a tendency to be reactivated. And when this is a positive, it's it's lovely, right? <laughs> thinking, if you're engaged, thinking back to the day where you were proposed to amazing, thinking back to your graduation, amazing, thinking back to the day you fell in love, amazing, thinking back to the day you graduated, amazing, thinking back to the day you paid off your debt and you were finally debt free, absolutely amazing, right? And if you really look at it, think of think of how these triggers make you feel, right? Like a few of the ones I brought up, I tried to bring up some that are kind of general so that there's maybe at least one that you can relate to but I'm sure if you found yourself relating to any of those you probably smiled and the same thing unfortunately happens with negative emotions I'm not going to list them off because I don't want to do that to you guys I don't want to do that to myself but I just want you guys to understand that this is a normal thing it's not abnormal you we remember things and the way life is built the way our emotions are built these things that we remember activate an emotion in us and when it's a positive emotion it's great and when it's a negative emotion it doesn't feel so great but it's kind of a way for our fight or flight um, instincts to kind of stay in check right we remember something negative and it evokes those negative emotions in us because of the fact that we need to stay on top of that because our bodies, our instincts don't want us to be in those places again. Right. And it's, it's the fear instinct. And if you haven't, you should listen to my five minute mind shift on fear to let you, to give you a little bit of perspective on understanding the importance of fear and the fact that you still have control over it. So yeah, these negative feelings come up, but it's completely normal there. It's a part of our lives and It's just the time capsule of our minds and how it kind of rotates on itself. So if you find yourself in the midst of emotional regression, don't think that it's failure or don't think that something's wrong with you because there absolutely isn't. This is a part of life and anything that holds that type of strength or that held a place of importance in your life is kind of bound to resurface in one way, shape or form. The second consideration is that regression doesn't usually last as long. This is (laughs) one of the ones that I really hold on to and that I can say from experience. And if we just go back to the experience, I mean, sorry, to the example in the previous consideration, when you think back to the happiness of being engaged, for example, you get excited over it for maybe two minutes and it, and you move on with life, right? Whereas the night you got engaged or the night your child was born or the night you fell in love for the next two, three days, you're probably floating. You know what I mean? You were floating every time you thought about it, it brought back extended periods of happiness. But now when you've moved past it and it brings back those feelings of happiness, they don't really last as long. And I kind of find the same thing with negative emotional triggers. Um, you've done it before and you have the tools. And I think this is one of the most important things because when you feel like you've conquered something and then a trigger takes you all the way back to square one, you feel like you're stuck there. Like, how did I get back to square one when I was at level 20? You know what I mean? But because you've been to level 20, chances are the steps from two back to 20 are not going to, take as long and you you'll probably even be able to skip some steps because you've done it before even though we're going all the way back it's important to remember that this time the strength the energy it took us emotionally to get to the level that we were at that made us happy is probably not going to require as much effort as it did and that's something that I really like to hold on to and it makes me feel a little less embarrassed or a little less ashamed because feeling like you're over something and being able to talk about it openly freely without shame and then feeling like you've gone back to square one can really be an ego hit as well (laughs) it can really make you feel as though you've failed and the third consideration is that emotional regression isn't a sign of failure I think this is really important as well, because as I said, it's an ego hit and it makes us feel as if we've done something wrong. In life, we learn and adapt. We learn and adapt. We learn and we adapt. Things show up in new and different ways. So it's impossible to see everything that's coming and to prepare. One of the things I really hold on to when I think about the whole it's impossible to see that it's impossible to see everything in the ways that it comes is heartbreak. Because when you're in a relationship and something bad happens and it, it dissolves and you're heartbroken, many people vow to never be heartbroken again. And the truth is, unfortunately, that is not a guarantee. And the reason why it's not a guarantee is because if person A broke your heart by cheating on you, and now you know the signs to see for a cheater, person B might break your heart in a completely different way. And that's the thing with life. It comes at you from so many different angles that it's almost impossible to see every single anger, I'm sorry, every single angle that um, life may come at you, right? And that's why we learn and we adapt. So getting your heart broken in one way, you learn and you adapt for next time. And should you get your heart broken again, in a different way, you learn and you adapt. So life is about learning and adapting. So falling back to square one, because the ways that you've built yourself up emotionally are not is not the exact same way that you were targeted emotionally this time doesn't mean that it's a failure it's just another angle another perspective that you maybe have never seen before and it's coming at you this way and now is your chance to learn from that adapt again and um move forward and i think realizing that it's not a sign of failure realizing that it's normal realizing that it won't last as long really kind of soothes the ego (laughs) and makes you feel like you have done the work because the worst thing with emotional regression is that feeling of self-doubt that maybe I didn't even do the right thing all the work that I thought I had done all the progress I had made was in vain because if I had really gained what I thought I gained I wouldn't be right here but the truth is that you will because life isn't linear. (laughs) We, we go up and down, up and down. When you look at the graph as a whole, hopefully when you put like a line of best fit through it, sorry for all the math, a line of best fit is pretty much a line that goes through the middle of the ups and downs. And usually it leans upwards, right? So in our lives, we don't always just go in a straight line, but when you look at the big picture, you step back and you look at everything, you'll probably see that you are leaning forward, right? So those failures are little blips in the graph, but it doesn't mean that you've failed everything or that you're still not on the right trajectory towards what you wanna do or that what you've done in the past is a waste because everything builds on itself, right? So if last time you got to level 20 and some an unexpected one brings you back down to one, you know how to get back to level 20 because you've done it before, right? This is not to say that we should get to a place where we just want to be emotionally distraught, but it's to let you know and understand that failure or non-linear progression is a part of life and expecting everything to go perfectly and being risk averse due to your fear of things not going perfectly is not, a realistic way to live life because non-linear life is normalcy and it's the only way you can improve. If you never try anything, if you never take risks, you're never going to understand different angles. And those angles are what you build on top of to prepare yourself for greatness. It's what you build off of to no longer be shaken when you see something. And this leads into the fourth consideration, which is try and understand what you're feeling. Try and understand it. Um, I am not a fan of pushing things under the rug because I truly feel it does not solve anything. But saying that and actioning it are two different things because as of lately, I was actually called out by someone who cares about me. And they told me that, I don't feel the full extent of my negative emotions and I kind of just brush them off. So when I face rejection, I find a way to convince myself or distract myself into thinking I'm okay. And I just say, I'm fine now. And that's the end of that. Don't talk to me about it anymore. Let's not discuss it. Let's move on. I'm done. But (laughs) that is a version of pushing things under the rug. And What happens is that when you push things under the rug and you don't solve them, there ends up being a giant mass in the rug. And the day you trip over it, you create a huge mess. Let's just be literal with it. There's dust on the floor and you push it under the rug and you push it under the rug and you sweep it under the rug over and over again. Pile that up over some years, over some parties, over some messes, and one day that rug is going to be shifted and the mess that's going to be revealed under it will be way worse and way harder to clean than if you had just taken those pieces of dirt and trashed them, acknowledged they were there and gotten rid of them, right? And when we push our negative emotions under the rug, we give them more power to build on themselves. And when we are in a place where we are going through emotional regression. This is why it's so important that we try and understand what we're feeling, not just shame, anger, and being able to understand what we're feeling comes from being able to give ourselves the grace to, to feel what we're feeling. Right. And that comes from not feeling like a failure, not feeling like a disappointment, because if we feel like something is A failure or a disappointment. We really don't want to talk about it. We don't want to acknowledge it, but it's important for us to really take some time to acknowledge and understand what we're feeling. So if you've been in a good emotional place and one thing takes you all the way back down far and you slide far further back than you thought that thing would emotionally take you, take a moment and really try and figure out why. What made it different this time? What exactly about this meant so much to me that I couldn't recover in the way that I've taught myself or I've built the tools to recover and just understand what it is. Because when you understand what it is, it gives you more, strength to conquer it next time and to maybe not even go through it at the same level that you did next time it's just like with sports if you have an opponent that keeps beating you you don't just keep going out there and playing you take a step back and you analyze what this opponent does what you need to do and how exactly you can conquer them And life is kind of a sport. (laughs) So look at the things that are beating you down. Look at the things that are really having a hold on you. Assess them so that you can conquer them. If that's the point, if you want to be emotionally sound, if you want to be happy, if you want to be balanced, if you want to have control over your feelings, you need to understand exactly how they affect you so that next time your opponent comes up against you, trying to knock you down, you already have all the tools required. And when your opponent goes back to their locker room and tries to find a new way to take you down if it works once take a step back look at what they're doing and adapt again we learn and we adapt we learn and we adapt we learn and we adapt this is the only way to go through life if you go through life and you just surrender and you decide that anything that comes against you is what it is and you're not gonna fight against it I think at the end of our lives we're gonna look back and be really unfulfilled It's not a way to live and it doesn't really bring happiness. And I want you guys to have the tools that you need as I'm going through life and things are happening to me that I feel are not one-offs or not uniquely unique to only me through talking to people. I like to bring them and share them with you guys because that's how we learn. We learn through communication. And this goes right into my fifth and final consideration, which is talk to someone. Don't necessarily talk to everyone. (laughs) Find someone who you feel comfortable with. And this can be hard, especially when you're in that failure space, because I'm someone who doesn't really like to fail. And I found that that lack of failure has in the past or that fear of failure has really led me to be in negative situations and not want to tell anyone because I felt like telling anyone would take me off the pedestal of perfection or idealism that I was on. And I wasn't emotionally ready for that. You know, I had created a false wall around myself in certain situations and to talk about the negative things that were going on in those situations would take me off of that pedestal. And I wasn't ready for that. But in that is <laughs> is a lot of difficulty because it can lead to abuse it can lead to depression sadness it can lead to Stockholm syndrome where you just become so in love with the situation that you're in that you find yourself well you become so stuck in the situation that you're in that you find a way to convince yourself that you love it or that it's good for you and that is not positive at all we need to not lie. (laughs) We need to be able to find that one person who we trust because sometimes the abundance of emotions, especially the ones that come when you regress, can be suffocating. And the only way to stop yourself from drowning is to expel that overflow. And sometimes the only way to expel that overflow is to talk to somebody who can give you a different perspective because clearly our perspective sometimes, are too clouded there's too much bias and difficulty ego all of that good stuff and speaking to someone else can be just that refreshing situation that you need. and that's why it's really important to have someone to talk to who won't judge you who won't make you feel worse who is just a listening ear and advice and one of the things with finding someone to talk to is having enough trust to talk to someone right if there are people around you who should be utilized and you do not utilize them you might as well have no one around you right so we need to get to a place where we can find someone who we trust and also trust ourselves enough to give ourselves the grace to get all the help we need so those are my five considerations to help you deal with emotional regression i hope it really helps um it sucks. Like (laughs) giving you guys all these considerations really does not change the fact that coming back to an emotional place that you thought you'd never go back to is really difficult. It's just one of those things. But hopefully if we have the tools and we are mentally prepared or we allow ourselves to take some advice, it'll help deal with it a lot easier in the future. With that, I'm going to get right into our words to live by for this week, which, which are life isn't linear. This is a recurring theme or this, yes, this is a recurring theme in this episode. And it's something we really need to keep in mind because sometimes we say two steps forward, 10 steps back, but that also leaves out the time where we took one step back and like 15 steps forward, right? It's it, everything is an investment. And if you're in it long enough and you continue to put in your due diligence and you continue to work hard and be consistent, you'll get to that place where your line of best fit is pointing upwards. This is the only thing that can come to my head, maybe because I worked in finance, is just financial investments. Right. Um, If you've been in the stock market for let's say 20 years, and year over year, you make 10% gains on whatever your investment is, there might be one bad year, one recession year where you lose 20% in that one year. And when you look at that, you might be like, oh my goodness, 20%, this is horrible. But for the past 20 years you've been making 10% year over year so yes there was one year where you lost a lot but when you look at the graph as a whole when you look at your investment as a whole you'll see that you're not even close to where you started from and this is a bump and 20 years from that one moment, that bump is not going to matter because you're going to recover and continue to go upwards, right? So it's important to not just get so fixated on one moment of failure that we lose sight of all the progressions that have happened around it and that are going to counteract it or have already counteracted it. And when we look at our lives like this, we're able to give ourselves a lot more grace and be a lot kinder to ourselves and not be so hard on ourselves for the difficulties and the mistakes we make. And time is one of these things. Sometimes we feel like we've wasted so much time on something that we shouldn't have. But when you really take a step back and you look at your whole life, even if you waste, or you feel like you waste 10 years on something, when you look at your 90 year life, 80 year life, and even those 10 years that you feel like you wasted, they're it's impossible that nothing great was learned in the midst of it. Right. So I want you guys to just be a little kinder to yourselves this week and not be so hard on yourself for your so-called failures and the mistakes you've made, because we need to look at the whole. And this kind of does lead back to better still remains (laughs) because better still remains, you know, there are going to be failures. There are going to be difficult times, but In the grand scheme, if you're willing to work and you're not willing to just give up, you will be able to recover from that and continue on your upward path. Thank you guys so, 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 so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.